Hey queen, I'm Vieira Miles and this is the Holistic Sister Circle podcast, a show where we hear the stories of soulful women all over the world dedicated to sharing insight into why holistic health is the future and what women should do today to ensure they have the necessary tools and resources to bring out their inner royal roots, assess their body and remedy any illness from the comfort of their home. Y'all, we are setting the royal record straight, okay? If you'd like to connect with us further, you can follow us at The Holistic Sister Circle on Instagram and join the Holistic Sister Circle Facebook group for live interviews, collaborative Q&A, and exclusive training on how to build your wellness dream team. Now, let's dive in to this week's episode. See you on the other side. All right, so I am so excited to have Anna here with us, the nutritionist. Um, it's so funny. We tried to do her episode a couple of weeks ago, and it was an epic fail because I never hit record. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here we are, round two, but I'm just so excited to have her here. One of the things about just having a nutritionist be part of your wellness dream team is you know, they can really just hold you accountable and make sure that the goals that you've set out for yourself are the ones that you're actually sticking to. So without further ado, um, I will have Anna take the floor and just tell us a little bit about herself um, and how she actually got started in nutrition. Hello, everyone. Uh, hello, guy. Uh, thank you for having me. It's an honor. Uh, well, uh, take two. Uh, you live and learn, right? So... <laughs> Let's see how it goes this time. So uh, my name is Anna. I'm from Croatia. I'm a nutritionist and a nutrition coach. And recently I got certified as a, a personal trainer, but not to practice as a personal trainer so much, but more so just to complement my knowledge and see, you know, the other uh, sphere, let's say like that of knowledge when it comes to the whole, this whole holistic approach I have uh, with my clients. So I'm a science-based with a holistic approach because I believe that uh, it's not just about the food. You know, it's not just what's on your plate. It's what you think. It's what you do the rest of the day. And, you know, uh, it all affects our, our health and our weight and everything else. Uh, I started... Um, I started doing this because I uh, struggled with my relationship with food uh, from very early on. Um, I remember high school, you know, I would either, either starve star myself, but I mean completely starve myself, but I would eat one apple a day or I would binge. And then, you know, my weight was just going up and down and I didn't have anybody to, to show me the way, to guide me and, you know, to tell me, look, this is not good for you. Maybe we should try it like this. Trust me, I know, you know. So when I started educating myself and I went uh, into all this, uh, I, dis uh, I noticed that I have this desire to help other people, you know, to, uh, if I prevent one w girl or woman, uh, from, uh, going down this road that I've been, because it can be very lonely, then I I'm happy. And I'm just, you know, grateful that I have the opportunity to help other people. No, that's amazing. And thank you for sharing that. I know that wasn't easy to communicate that with us. So thank you. Um, I would love to know before we kind of get more into just the struggles that you've had with food and your relationship with food, I would love to know what were some of the cultural differences in Croatia um, when it came to food and, and how 
maybe you've grown up and how, you know, your family actually contributed to how they ate. Like, how did that affect you or did it at all when you were younger? Well, um, in Croatia, uh, everybody's an expert in everything. Uh, so it, it was like, I don't know, my overweight uncle would tell me, oh, to lose weight, you need to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, and I believed him because he's a grown up, you know, grown ups know things. So he tells me that it doesn't matter that he's overweight and that he doesn't, you know, eat properly. He told me to do this. So I went and, and done that. Or I would go to the grocery store and the lady at the checkout would tell me, oh, no, you should do this. And I would do that because everybody's an expert. Everybody knows everything. And uh I, I don't know if that's just specific for Croatia. I think uh, lately it started everywhere, especially since the social media uh, has been around. Uh, but here in Croatia, food is it's everywhere. You know, if you are going to celebrate anything, food is there. It's uh, it's like it's not just you know to fuel your body. It's uh, cultural. It's social. It's and alcohol as well. Because if you don't drink, it's like Oh, so what's wrong with you? Are you sick? Or are you pregnant? It, because everybody's supposed to drink. Everybody's supposed to just say, oh, the hell with my health and my fitness and, you know, my well-being. I'm just going to party like there's no tomorrow. But when it comes to uh, nutrition and uh, weight, uh, recently there was a study here in Europe that uh, the Croatian men are the fattest men in Europe, in the European wow. Union. Yeah, uh, it's uh, mostly just, you know, a sedentary lifestyle. Everybody's always busy. Nobody has time. And um, a lot of people here are very closed off to the, I, to the idea of asking for help. It's like it's beneath me to ask help, you know, to lose weight because, well, everybody knows how to lose weight. Just stop eating or eat less and move more and stuff like that. Yeah, I love that you brought that up too, because I think there's so many instances where people don't realize that it's not all about culture. Like every culture has their own relationship with food and like how they move through that culture. Um, but I think it's important too that we know that we're not alone in this and every culture has some way of how they're triggered by food uh whether it's they're eating too much they're eating too little in your case but again everyone has an opinion and for a long time we would always really think that just america everyone is fat and they put certain things in the food here and when you think about it um it's not always the case because, of course, in your area, too, you're having some of the same issues. And that just proves that it's not always the case. But it's really about how we're taking care of ourselves. And if we're reading the labels and if we're, you know, really paying attention to our body. I remember I stopped drinking alcohol years ago, but it went from in college, you know, I hated the taste of alcohol, but I did it because all of my friends were doing it and we had a good time, right? It it was fun. It was laughter, all these different things. And then I was the one that listened to my body at that time. So it became a, 
okay, let me let me not drink every weekend, but now let me just drink seldomly. So I was a social drinker. So mm. every time we would go out, you know, I may have a glass or two. Um, and then it became, wow, this is really affecting me because my IBS at that time was like rapid fire. So I said, my doctor was like, you need to cut this out. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I went from having a couple glasses to just drinking wine. I'm like, I'm just going to drink wine to the point where I just was like, you know what? I'm just not drinking anything. So, it's not worth it, right? <laughs> because every time I, it, it would, it would be a trigger for me and it would cause other side effects that I just wasn't wanting to go through um, later because I would be the one in pain. I would be the one suffering from it. And I just was like, it's not even worth it. So mm. I just cut it out altogether. And I would love to know for you, you talked about eating an apple, um, just one apple a day or binge eating. What was your mind frame at that time? Like, what were you, what was going through your head? Uh, well, uh, to, to tell you the truth, right now, when I think about it, I have no idea what went through my head back then, because now when I think about it, it's like, oh my God, you crazy girl, don't do that to yourself. But then um, I, we didn't have the internet. I mean, we did have the internet, but not so, uh, there weren't so many information online. Uh, so, you know, you would read a book or you would, I don't know, watch a documentary, uh, which uh, then I would, I w wasn't looking at the source of the information. I wasn't looking, is this person really, you know, uh, a good source of this information? Is he credible to give me this information? Does he really know what he's talking about? So I would read an article in Cosmo, you know, uh, lose, I don't know, 20 pounds in two weeks. Oh my God, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to do what they tell, you know, it was like, I would believe everything I would read or somebody would tell me, you know, oh, just, you know, do this or do that. And I mean, eating an apple a day worked. I would lose like 20 pounds in one month. And everybody was like, oh, my God, look at you. You look great. And I was like, yeah, it took, it took me only one month. Yeah. And then when um, I would come down, you know, when I would, I don't know, go to college and then there's class and then you have to study and then you just start eating mindlessly. Or, you know, you sit in front of the TV and just let's go. And you just, it's like you switch off that. Uh, there's no switch in your head telling you, okay, that's, that's enough. You know, you, you had enough. Okay, leave the, leave the food and walk away. It's like, okay, I'm going to eat everything that's in front of me. And um, it took me really a long time, you know, to find that um, the balance, you know, it was actually when I started really educating myself, when I realized that a lot of the information that is online is false. A lot of people have no idea what they're talking about. A lot of people just want to sell their products. So they're fear mongering all the time. Then I really uh, de developed a really healthy relationship with myself. And I started listening to myself and my body. Wow. And I love that you mentioned this too, because I mean, it's okay that you don't necessarily remember what was going through your mind frame, but, or going through your mind at that time. But I would love to know what, what was that transition moment where you said, okay, I'm not going to continue to live this way because it's affecting me internally, regardless of what other people were saying or thinking. 
I, I think mm -hmm. it was really a process. Uh, I was always into fitness. I was working out all the time and I was very active and I loved it. I didn't know that I love it until a colleague told me and I was like, oh my God, he's right. I do love this. So, uh, first, I started exercising just as a form to lose weight because, you know, everybody was saying, uh, okay, if you want to lose weight, you just have to start exercising and that's it. And you don't have to watch what you're eating. You just exercise. But uh, through the years, I really, I don't know if I loved it from the start and I just didn't realize or I learned to love it through the years. But I started to you know, reading books about nutrition and I would look for uh, books that, uh, was, that were written by an expert, you know, not just some actor or actress or model or stuff like that, but somebody who really has some kind of knowledge. And then, you know, one thing led to another. Then I found an online course in health and fitness. And then I listened to that course and I was like, oh, my God. I had no idea so many things and then I found another course and another and another and then just with educating myself more and more I started to really you know uh, see things clearly to put it that way okay so that so that's interesting um that you did that because what happened I mean when I think about just what you're saying you essentially allowed your entire being right your mind your body and your spirit to kind of guide you along this journey um you weren't really thinking mindlessly but you were allowing like your entire being to take you to the next step and the next step and the next step and then you just became obsessed with the research um as you continue yeah. to go on <laughs> yeah. so no that's interesting and i love that i love that you mentioned this because that's kind of in a phase that i'm in right now mm -hmm. um just really listening to my spirit more um and my body and my mind all together i think when i first started this journey from a holistic approach i was more so fixated on the food it was like i need to figure out this food situation and now that i have the food down i'm noticing that every couple of weeks um i may have randomly eat something late at night which i don't normally do but mm -hmm. i know it's something mental that i need to or an emotion right that i need to figure out and it has nothing to do with the food so now that i'm aware of it now i'm going into this next frame of emotions so i'm actually working with a trauma therapist right now because mm -hmm. i'm nutrition i get i have that down um, but now from an emotional standpoint, there's something that's there that I need to now discover to figure out what the correlation is between my emotions and between the food that I'm eating. And it goes back to the brain gut, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's like the, the whole purpose of it. So I would love to know from you too, from a nutrition standpoint, what are some of the things that you're. Now we're, I want to shift over to your clients, but some of the things that maybe your clients come to you with, they're saying, Hey, I want to lose this amount of weight, or I want to be healthier. I want better skin or whatever the case is. But after having a conversation with them, have you ever noticed that what they want has really nothing to do with what they need? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's uh, the case. Uh, very often actually because a lot of people uh, 
use food as comfort. I don't know. I'm sad, so I'm going to eat. I'm lonely, I'm going to eat. Uh, I'm angry, I'm going to eat. I'm stressed out, I'm going to eat. Because food is like the friend that never leaves. His uh, Food is always here. We can depend on it. And uh somebody reaches out to me and wants to lose weight but when we start working i realize that there's more more work to do on the emotional level you know and uh fix that relationship with food uh then unless with really nutrition and what they put in their plate because it's also connected and um I mean, that's like the real problem. It's like it's very easy for somebody to make a meal plan, send it to a client to say, okay, good luck, bye. Uh, I'm more like, let's dive in. Let's see what, what triggers you. Let's fix that so that you can be healthy for the rest of your life because I see it as a lifestyle, not something that's a quick fix or something, you know, just to get the fast results so I can have a good uh, client review and I can put it on socials and say, yeah, look at me, I'm so successful. I want to help that person, you know, heal that trauma mm -hmm. or whatever it is so they can move on with their life in a healthy way. Mm, that part, that part. And it's so crazy. These questions did not come to me in our previous um, call. I, I remember. <laughs> yes. And I don't know. It's, I'm on a, a whole nother wave right now. And when I was thinking for this particular um, episode that we're doing, I, I was really thinking like, hey, I want to just talk about food. I really wanted to get to the root. And I think it's so important that we do understand what that root is and how our emotions are playing a part in it. And I would love to know from you now, knowing that about your clients and knowing that a lot of it is around their emotions, how are you helping them with that part? Like, what does that look like? Because I know that's not necessarily your expertise. So that's not the reason for them coming to you in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But really breaking that down, like how are you able to help them from an emotional side as well? Well, it depends client to client, you know, because they're all so different and have different issues. But mostly by being there, you know, uh, we have weekly calls and I'm always available uh, via messages or even if they need another, you know, uh, call outside the, the schedule. And just me being there, being a support. And when they see that they can open up to me, a lot of it just uh, unintentionally comes out. And kind of, okay, so why do you do this? Why do you look at this food as, I don't know, uh, a source of comfort? What is it that, that, that triggers it? What, how do you feel when you reach for, I don't know, chocolates or something like that? And then we can work on it. Mm, okay. You could give us kind of a generic overview of some of the reasons as to why they're reaching for those things is it because of a low self-esteem is it because of confidence is it because maybe feeling abandonment like what are some of the things that they're saying all of the above that? Mm -hmm. uh, i mean everything you just said it can be um it can be a person just started college in a new town anybody mm -hmm. and they don't know what to do. They go to the class, they go back to the dorm and they study and they eat. Mm. Or it can be, I don't know, uh, women mostly, uh, they uh, deny themselves, you know, uh, I don't know, sweets and stuff like that because 
everybody knows if you want to lose weight, you have to stop eating sweets, you have to stop eating bread, carbs are your enemy. And then when they uh, take a piece of chocolate, for instance, they just can't stop themselves and they just binge on chocolate because they haven't been, they want, they wanted to eat it for months, for example, but they didn't because it's forbidden. And then when that barrier goes off, you know, the dam falls and then eat everything inside. So it really is very individual. Yeah, yeah. I know I I I asked this too because it was for me too. Um and I had no idea that that was why. Like I had no idea that was the translation for it and it's just so interesting. Now and I would love to know too so I feel like every 10 years I'm rediscovering a new version of myself. <laughs> That's good. That means you're growing, you're evolving, <laughs> learning. I'm just yeah. like every 10 years, I'm, I'm just like, I'm becoming a new person, right? Um, what are some of the different, and I know you t- you, you work with ma- majority women, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure all of the women that you work with are different age ranges. Yeah. What have you noticed when it, you know, from someone who is maybe in their early 20s compared to someone who's late 20s, early 30s compared to late 30s, early 40s. What are some of the transitions or the things that they're going through within those decades? And why is it important to really focus on those things when you get to that particular stage of life, whatever that is? Uh, I've noticed that younger girls uh, tend to look at uh, celebrities as, you know, uh, role models and say stuff like, I want body, like, I don't know, who's very hot these days, Uh, Eva Longoria, for example, or something like that. And it's like, then I try to explain that, look, let's look at your height. Let's look at her height. Let's look at your weight and let's look at her weight. It's completely different. You know, um, uh, they really, uh, younger girls uh, tend to look at uh, models and uh, just think, I want to look like that. And don't uh, consider what it takes and uh, the effort those girls go through. Or they listen to a lot of influencers on- online that, you know, talk all this nonsense and they believe them. Uh, but, you know, the easiest way is to starve yourself. So then you look like, I don't know, uh a model when in reality that model spends like two hours a day in a gym and has a nutritionist who really you know uh, helps them make uh, their meal plan but they don't know that because nobody's talking about it they're just showing their pictures when women get to to, i don't know let's say uh, late 20s i think they really start developing the sense of self and um, they stop looking at you know outside models so much role models but they look more inside themselves you know what do i want what's important to me your principles kind of shift a little bit as you get older because you learn more you educate yourself not about nutrition i mean uh, about life in uh, general uh but by you know growing older and being more experienced and you really you know you live through a lot of things that you didn't before you just start to prioritize different things and as you get older, those priorities really change for the better, I would say. Because, you know, when you're young, you don't care so much about the health and the long-term changes. It's more, I want a quick fix. I want to I wanna look mm-hmm. like this. And I don't care what it takes. When you're older, it's like, I want to be healthy. I, I don't know. I want to 
I don't want to have back issues anymore and stuff like that. You know, you turn more to your health and, uh, you know, the long-term effects of your wellness and health. Right. And And just to piggyback off of what you're saying, it sounds like the older that you get, the more that you realize less is more. Yes. <laughs> it's like when you're young, it's like, I want this, I want this. Da, 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 da. And then as you get older, you're like, I can live without that. I can yeah. live without that. Like you're, it's like the sacrifices that you're making become because you know that long-term they'll be better for you anyway. Like you're okay with just giving them up. Because um, you're maturing, you know, when yeah. you're young, you just want to go out, you want to party, you really care what everybody else is thinking about you and how, I don't know, some boy thinks you look like. And when you get older, it's like, I don't give a damn what he, what he thinks, what I look like. I want me to love myself and I want to look good for myself and not for somebody else. Right, exactly. No, I appreciate that. I, I certainly do. <laughs> um, so let, let's switch gears for a second and as we just kind of come to a close and wrap up, if you could just mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about just some of the things that you help your clients with. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, I mostly, you know, I put the emphasis on the coaching part. Uh, I have all this knowledge and I share it. Well, well, I can't share all my knowledge with my clients, but I try to educate them as much as possible. When we start working, we, you know, they have to go through some questionnaires. They have to send me uh, their uh, meal journal so I can see what I'm working with. You know, I can make the assessment and, you know, that starting point. And then we go on implementing small changes throughout, you know, every week we add something new. And I really try to, be their mentor and their support because I know how important it is to have somebody supporting you when you go through this. And that's, that's one of the first questions I ask my clients. Do you have support around you? Because there's nothing worse when you try to make a change in your life and people around you are against it and they, uh, you know, try to stop you or uh, they belittle it or something like that. So it's very hard when you have to all these old habits and you know you're trying to introduce new healthier habits you're learning you're evolving and you have somebody who's constantly trying to stop you so i i offer this support and education and mentoring through uh like i said i'm always available via messages and we have weekly calls we have zooms or meets or whatever is available for the client their preference where we talk about how the the week went, uh, what they learned, what changes did they notice, do do they want to add something new, uh, and then we plan the next week. And, you know, until they reach their point where they are happy, we don't stop working together. Oh, yes, and they can, uh, I can be uh, found on um, Facebook, uh, my uh, Facebook page is Healthy by Anna. I'm on Insta as well. Uh, it's healthy underscore by underscore Anna. Uh, and I'm on TikTok as well, but I only have like two videos because I just opened it to learn more about posting on social media. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Anna. I certainly appreciate it. And I'm so glad that we're actually getting this episode out. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Thank you for having me and inviting me to talk about my passion and my calling, you know, to spread the word. Yeah, absolutely. 
Queen, thank you so much for tuning in. It truly warms our heart that you're taking the time out of your day to connect with us. If you'd like to connect with our guests further, you can find their information located in the description section of this episode. And if you found this episode helpful, share with another queen and don't forget to connect with the Holistic Sister Circle on Instagram and Facebook. And until next week, stay blessed. Mwah.